0: Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School Podcast. This is episode 164. Welcome to the Warrior School Podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bowe, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, warrior woman, let's do this. How are you? It's Wednesday. It's podcast day. So I'm recording this using my new boom arm. Sounds pretty cool. Hey, boom arm. Uh, it's a thing that attaches to my desk and it's like an arm and my mic sits on the end of it. And so she can swing around, she can move back and forth. uh, And for the past 10 minutes, I have been playing around with her and trying to record the start of this podcast episode. I'm just trying to get... Uh, the sound right and learn how far I need to stand away from the mic so you don't constantly get this noise. Uh, there's still a few pieces of equipment that we need to get to take this setup to the next level. Uh, a light box is on its way. Um, and we do need something for the end of the mic, so it will uh, lessen the the sounds. So if you hear it today in the podcast episode a little more than usual, it's just because I'm trying to figure her out—the uh, distance uh, that I stand away from her. You know how loud I speak when I get excited. I tend to move towards her. And then um, let's just say use the end range of my voice. So hopefully the audio is totally cool and there's not a lot of pus. Um, I actually feel really cool using it uh, when Carson set it up for me. I said, wow, it's like It's like a recording studio standing here with a mic in front of my face and I really wish that I could sing. So I feel like I'm performing even more than uh, when I was doing the podcast with the mic just set up on a stack of books and then I'm going to have the light box. I'm going to have this really cool funky studio space uh, and I'm really excited. Those of you who know me, you know I love to perform. I love it. Uh, And so this is one of the reasons why this podcast will be one of my greatest loves in my life is because it feels like a performance, which is super cool. So I've got my very funky, sexy mic. I've got a very cool uh, podcast topic that I want to talk to you about today. But first, what's going on in your life, in your world? What's happening? Uh, There's a few things going on inside of my world and the world of Warrior School. We have just locked in our Australian tour date for May, which is very exciting So in May, we are going to Australia and one of the main reasons uh, to go back to the motherland just a few months after I just got back from her was to do a live event. So looping it back into this performance piece, I love doing live events Uh, Again, it's like a performance, and the last time I did a live event was over three years ago when I did training the female athlete workshops, which was all around training with with your menstrual cycle. Uh, I had the pleasure of doing a few workshops in Australia in 2019. So this year, one of my really big goals or visions for Warrior School was to take her on tour and... I wanted to do a live event in Australia, here in Vancouver, and then in the States, in Nashville. Uh, The reason why I picked Nashville, one, I've always wanted to go to Nashville. uh, Huge country music fan. And two, about six to eight of my warriors in America are in Nashville or the surrounding areas of Nashville, which is super cool. So we're going to Nashville, we're going to Australia and we're doing a hometown live event here in Vancouver. So I am planning and organizing that uh, for the Australian tour, which will be at the end of March, a couple of days before we fly back home here. So that's really exciting. It's going to be a full day live event and we are going to train, we're going to do lectures on training, we're going to connect, we're going to eat delicious food and it's really all about getting in the room with other women Uh, and getting in a room with me. There is something really cool about putting yourself in a room with people or a person who has done what you want to do it's very powerful it's very inspiring Uh, so i'll keep you posted on that live event and that's also a really cool reason to join warrior school this year because you get to be a part of the tour you can meet all of these amazing women you can be in a room with me you can train live with me, learn live with me. It's going to be very exciting. So that is a really cool thing that I am planning and organizing. We are just about to finish week six of our Warrior Queen challenge. It's a 12-week challenge so we are just at halfway and I am programming weeks 7, 8 and 9 this week. So That's a really big thing that I am focusing on, but it's so cool. I've had quite a few calls this week and I'm sure you've seen through my social media me posting uh, some of the sessions that I have done with the Warriors over the last couple of weeks. So what happens when a woman starts inside of Warrior School or when you start your journey? At the start, it it can feel really hard. And I spoke about this in the previous uh, episode. So it feels a bit hard. There's a lot of friction. So what happens there is that the work actually together, so the one-on-one coaching work, is a lot around mindset and strategies uh, at the start. And then once a warrior really progresses through warrior school or you know, she gets deeper into her journey, we, we, have, we don't need to do as much mindset work, uh, as much coaching around, you know, resistance or challenges or obstacles. It becomes a lot more focused on the training. And a lot of the warriors that have been with me for a year, 18 months, a couple of years, our one-on-one coaching sessions are actually training sessions. So I'm in the room with them The Zoom room, yes, but I'm in the room with them and I'm coaching them and I really believe that, you know, when we get in a room with someone uh, or with a coach that we can expand our capacity, we can push our limits. So that's what I did with them for the past couple of weeks. I really pushed them in their sessions And this is something that my coach taught me over a decade ago. He taught me how to train hard, how to push really hard within the session, within the week, within the program cycle. And this is something that we really focus on inside of Warrior School. And it actually came up on a call yesterday. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about it. It's not our topic for today, but it's a Really cool topic and an important one and one that I think you'll find, you know, really helpful. This warrior shared with me that she was really uncertain whether or not she was trying hard enough in her training sessions. She said that she'd often walk away from them and question whether she could have Done more weight or made it harder or achieved more reps. And this is something that a lot of women really struggle with knowing how to train to their limits, knowing how to push harder. And I want to just talk about a few things that we spoke about together on the call. So the first thing is that this warrior is very hard on herself. Uh, and I get that, you know, I'm also very hard on myself as well, you know, and I often have the stories in my mind around, you could have done more, you should have done more, you could have tried harder, Uh, and so how do we know if we are truly training to our capacity or our limit on the day or within the session? Because remember, It's not linear and it's going to be different based on many variables that, you know, we have in this this whole training health bucket. But let's, let's use an example that we went through yesterday. So the Warriors have got two days of squatting and on their first day of squatting, they work up to a six rep max and then once they get to that six rep max for the day, They then reduce the weight and do X amount of more sets at the reduced weight. So she worked up to a six rep max or what she thought she was going to do for a six rep max. So she put weight on the bar, she got under the bar, she did three reps and then she stopped. And she felt like she couldn't do any more reps. She couldn't get the six. So she went down in weight and then did her six reps. So she got her six rep max for the day, but it wasn't the weight that she put on the bar. So then she spent the rest of the day thinking, could I have gotten the six reps at that weight? And she shared with me that she does this often. She'll do her sessions and then uh, when she's writing her notes later or uploading her videos, she's second guessing herself whether or not she could have pushed harder. And I really, I really love this. I love this topic. I love this example. And like I said, I think a lot of women really struggle with this. Did I really try hard enough? <laughs> could I have tried harder? Uh, The first thing that we really spoke about was that she's actually really hard on herself. Uh, And I get it, you know, I'm the queen of being hard on on myself, you know, you could have done more, you could have tried harder, uh, be better, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And so we actually did a bit of coaching work around that, um, around, you know, her being hard on herself and not seeing the progress that she's made, not celebrating the fact that, she did three reps at a weight that she's never done before, and they looked good. Uh, she was so focused on the fact that she couldn't get the six at that weight, uh, and this this happens quite a lot in her training practice. When she writes her notes, she's very hard on herself. So that's the first thing that we spoke about. Is you know we really need to be aware of the stories that we tell ourselves. And we need to we need to look at like where did I come from? You know, when she started, she had never strength trained in her life. She had this chronic hamstring issue and she was weak. Now she loaded 143 pounds on the bar and did three back squats yesterday. That's epic. That is so cool. She's trained consistently for the past like I think we've been together now for like 19, 20 months. Uh, She's so much stronger. So the first thing, you know, I really want you to bring awareness to is, are you being really hard on yourself? You know, do you celebrate the fact, do you celebrate where you came from? You know, the progress that you've actually made. The second thing that we spoke about was that, We get better at knowing whether or not we really push to our limit for that day or that session, the longer that we do this. The longer the training age, the better we get at strategically being able to load the bar and pushing to that failure or pushing to that limit or knowing what we've got left in the tank. So... I have a really big training age, a really long training age. I've been doing it for 14 years. So I have 14 years of evidence and experience when I go into a session. So when I go into a session and I'm going into a squat session and I've got something that I'm working towards, because of 14 years of experience and evidence, I am very confident to know whether or not I would make the next three reps at that weight. Whereas someone who has a lower training age just doesn't have the experience or the confidence to know that. And so what we need to do is we've got two choices. So yesterday, you know, or the other day when she was squatting, I said to her, all right, So you have a younger training age, so you just don't have the evidence or experience to to know with confidence whether or not you could have done it. So you had two options. One was, you know, you did that third rep and it didn't feel that great. You know, she noticed a change in her spine. She could feel it in her lower back a little bit. She could feel her hamstring a little bit. And she didn't have the confidence that she could make that fourth rep. In that moment so she made the decision to go down in weight so that was decision number one door number one door number two she could have gone for the fourth rep and potentially she could have made it or she would have failed it now she was in a squat rack that had safety bars so she was going to fail it the bar would have just landed on the um the arms in the squat rack that you know That are there for that reason and that would have been it and so often we have two doors when we're in the session or in the practice or in the exercise and we're pushing hard door number one is that it might not feel great and so or we might start to feel a niggle Uh, we might feel a lot of change in technique so we stop and that's our limit for that day Door number two is that, yeah, it might start to... See, the thing is, when you're pushing to like a six rep max, when you're pushing to failure or, uh, you know, you're reaching that kind of 10 out of 10 level, there's going to be a little bit of change in technique. Now, that's okay. It's not a bad thing, but it doesn't feel good sometimes and it can feel way worse than it looks. So when I was watching her video... Yeah, there was a little bit of a change in her spine. Uh, The movement slowed down a little bit, but it didn't look bad. But I know from experience, it would have felt way worse than it looked. So the door number two is that she could have just tried to do it and potentially she failed it. But that can be a scary thing, you know, to... I don't want my warriors to feel unsafe. When they do something. So, if we don't have someone there to spot us or we don't have safety bars there to take the weight, we don't want to be stuck under a barbell. (laughs) Uh, There's been many times when I've trained at home and I've been doing really heavy back squats, and a thought has popped into my mind around shit, what if I get stuck in the bottom? I can't drop the weight. I'm on the third floor. I'll probably put a damn hole in the floor. Uh, but I know how to uh, exit a lift in a safe manner with a heavy weight on my back. You know, I can't really do it on the third floor in my apartment, but if I was in a gym, I have the confidence just to push the bar off my back uh, if I was stuck in the bottom. Or, you know, if we're in a gym, we have access to Safety bars uh, that can take the load. And so I totally get that sometimes, you know, we don't push to that limit because we don't feel safe or we feel like we might injure ourselves. Uh, And that's another really big common one. But we truly do need to push to failure sometimes so we can find our limit, we can find our capacity. So For her, I said, you know, I would invite you to just try that fourth rep. Do the same weight next session and go for the fourth and see if you make it, see how it feels because we got to find our limit. We got to find our 10 out of 10. So another thing that you can use is rate of perceived exertion. Now the problem with this is that it's really subjective and so it does require a higher training age uh, to get really good at it. So rate of perceived exertion is really like a 10 out of 10 is like that's your limit, like that's your max, that's your six rep max. So when I program that, what I mean when I say that is that six reps is your limit that sixth rep feels like you're gonna fail it but you just make it and you couldn't do a seventh all right so for in our example the weight that she chose that could have been her three or four rep max she maybe couldn't have done that fourth rep we won't know uh until she tries again but that's what it means when it says to failure or six rep max so she could have used her rpe scale of that third rep felt like a 10 out of 10 that she couldn't have done another one so for that day for that session that was her subjective rpe that was a 10 out of 10 that's how it felt to her now she can show up to the session next week and build up to the same weight and see how it feels at that third rep it might only feel like an eight or a nine and so then she could go for that fourth rep with curiosity and then potentially that weight is what she can do for four reps and that's a 10 out of 10 perceived exertion for her so the thing that I just really want to highlight is that We don't know until we try. We've got to practice it. We've just got to learn. You know, this is an art. Learning how to confidently, strategically progress your training is an art and it comes with practice. Now, this is why it's really cool to work with a coach because often, you know, I'll look at my warriors training videos and I'll write back to them, go up in weight. So in the moment, it may have not felt that great to them but this is why video is super cool is because the video is telling a little bit of a different story to me and so we can use the video when we get the voice in our head around like it doesn't feel right or you know I feel a little bit of a change in technique this feels a bit wacky or funky watch the video and then technically if it looks pretty good that can help give you a green light To go up in weight or to do an extra rep. Um, So this is something that I want you to bring your attention to and maybe play around with this week in your training. You know, when you're in your session and you're doing the movement, to get curious around: could I go for an extra rep? Could I add a little bit more weight? You know, what does that? Feel like? What does that look like? Can I build a little bit more confidence around this? Can I learn how to strategically do this in a way that, you know, feels good and allows me to show up tomorrow, but also pushes me to my limit? You know, when if we think about getting stronger or building muscle, we really got to be working up at that eight, nine, 10. Uh, perceived exertion range. A lot of the time, we can't be just playing and dancing. You know, around four, five, and six. We've got to go up there, and so play around with that this week. Uh, I want you to bring attention to, you know, a movement, and really ask yourself, okay, what is this? You know, is it an eight out of ten, a nine out of ten, a ten out of ten? Could I be curious and just try one more rep? Could I go up a little bit? What comes up for you? All right, the second thing that I just want to talk a little bit about before we get into our topic today is this idea or concept of resistance or reluctance. So I was on a call with my business coach a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about the business and one of the things that I said to him was that I have, you know, these, these big concepts, these big ideas about my world and about the business and, but I'm having trouble anchoring them down into, you know, into my work and, One of the things that I'm struggling with is, you know, when I want to anchor them down or I can't think laterally. I can't think of ways to do that that is creative or innovative. And so I'm really struggling with my mind being in a container and I want to be able to think about things differently to bring a different flair or creativity to something, to an idea So, one thing that we spoke about on the call was that I should expose myself to other things, many other things outside the world of health and fitness. So, expose myself to more books, expose myself to different brands. uh, And this will help me see things a little bit differently. This will help with my lateral thinking, with my creativity. It can even help anchor some of these ideas down and for me to go deeper. So we, you know, I used to read a lot, like a lot, uh, a lot of nonfiction books. But over the past five or six years, I've been reading mostly fiction and mostly at night. And so after this conversation, you know, I really sat with this this thing around, okay, expose yourself to other things, things outside of your world, outside of your industry, things that make you think a bit differently. And so I knew that I needed to go back and, you know, I need to read more books. And so I I got online and I started to research, like, books from different genres and different areas and I started to compile this list of books. And I sent them to Carson. So I saw this list of creativity and innovation and inspiration and lateral thinking. Uh, Carson saw this list and saw hundreds of dollars and a space issue. (laughs) So he writes back and he says, I think that you should get a Kindle. And I was like, no, Uh, I am not getting a Kindle. I am an I'm anti Kindle I am an old school book lover gotta feel her in my hands gotta smell the pages kind of gal and so when he said that my initial reaction was like no way am I getting a Kindle But then I really paused and I sat with that and I thought, why are you so resistant or reluctant to getting a Kindle? And I think a lot of us feel resistance and reluctance to things that, in fact, actually could help us. So an hour later, after thinking about it, uh, I wrote back to Carson and I said, buy it, buy a Kindle. So this Kindle showed up on my door three days later and I am, you know, I've downloaded two books and I'm reading two books. But it got me thinking about resistance and reluctance. So I brought this topic uh, to our live call last weekend. We have a call called Energy Hour and this call is all around helping women plan and log their food for the week ahead. So the whole idea is that if we take an hour and we plan out our food, we log our food, it can save us 10 times the amount of energy as if we try and do it on the fly during the week. So I brought this, you know, this idea at the start of the call. We always start with a prompt or a concept or an idea And we talk about it. Then we move into four questions that are are really, you know, around our our energy reality check. They're an energy reality check, these four questions. Uh, And then we move into the practical part, which is planning the food, uh, logging the food in chronometer, you know, talking about it, adjusting the nutrition strategy. It's all live and I lead them through it. But I, you know, I offered this up as the prompt on the weekend and I just wanted to offer it to you as well. I asked them, what is something that you were resistant to but then you did and it actually really helped you? And then the second part of the question was, what are you resistant to right now but could potentially help you? So a lot of the women that I work with are quite resistant to planning, preparing, and logging their food. Now, there's a number of different reasons uh, for that. Uh, A lot of them do come from disordered eating backgrounds, have done a lot of calorie counting and planning. So of course, there's like a lot of coaching work that we've got to do around that and their relationship to food. But if we truly wanna know if we are eating enough uh, if we really want to create a strong nutrition strategy, we've got a plan and we've got to do some logging. Uh, my friend Leela says, you know, energy is power. And when we have energy, we have power. And in order for us to have or truly know if we've got enough energy coming in, we've got to do some type of logging. But a lot of us can feel resistance to that. It feels way harder. Uh, And it feels like it's going to take energy that we don't have. And that's the ironic thing is if, you know, if we want more energy, we've got to put energy into actually planning, preparing, and logging our food. So we know, we truly know if we're eating enough. And for a lot of women, this takes off a lot of mental load when they do that. So I had my women think about uh, this topic or this idea, on the call and I want you to think about it this week you know what has been something that you were really resistant to but then you did it and it really helped you so for me I was resistant to a kindle for so long I didn't like the idea of reading my books on a screen I like the idea of me being the woman that read books the, the old way the traditional way You know, I liked being the woman that if you walked into her house, she had books everywhere. And so it was very much like a status thing for me. Oh, she reads a lot. So she must be really intelligent and smart and worldly and knowledgeable. And, you know, she must. Yeah, so that it was a really interesting thing for me to work through. When I really thought about it, I thought actually getting a Kindle means that I can I can download the books and I don't, I don't need Carson. So Carson does a lot of, you know, he manages all of our finances. He does a lot of stuff to do with my business. He does a lot of like the life logistical stuff for me because that doesn't turn me on. It doesn't light me up. And so he's the one that would, you know, order the books or I send him the list. And I thought, okay, well, I can remove that uh, load for him. If I got a Kindle... I could own that and then I could download my books, I could download multiple books at a time so I could read a lot of books at a time, it doesn't take up a lot of space, I can take it with me when I'm traveling, you know, blah, 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 I've caught, like I just thought a lot about it and for me, the benefits or the pros outweighed the fact that I thought that... It wasn't going to be, like, I I didn't like the fact that I was reading on a screen. I liked the fact that I was the woman that had the books in her home. So it was a pure status thing, I think. I didn't want to be like everyone else that read on their Kindle. I still wanted to be the woman that read old school books. And so for yourself, you know, think of a past example and then think of what you're struggling with right now. Something that you feel really resistant to, but you know that it could help. So for a lot of you, it could be planning, preparing and logging your food. It could be working with a coach. You know, the resistance is around money or the investment, even though you know that working with a coach would help you get where you want to go. Ah... I see many women that are reluctant to invest time in themselves or to invest in a coach. Uh, But all of these things, you know, will probably get you where you want to go a lot quicker, properly and sustainably. Uh, And so my question to you is, what are you reluctant to do, but you know it would help you? Okay, should we get started now? (laughs) Let's get started on our topic for today. So I'm actually going to share with you something really cool that's coming up in just under five weeks. I am doing my Unleash Your Dark Side photo shoot. So last year, I began thinking a lot about this whole idea of reinvention. It seems like it's extremely popular in 2023. Uh, seems to be the word of 2023 it's funny how that happens you know when I started to talk about uh female physiology and training with your cycle like five years ago it wasn't really spoken about that much and now it's everywhere and then last year I started to think about this idea of reinvention uh, and also tied up in that was luxury and fantasy uh And now I feel like 2023 is like the year of reinvention, uh, which is obviously it's totally cool, but it's funny how that happens. So for a while now, I've been thinking a lot about uh, our dark side, this side of us that uh, Carl Jung speaks about it uh, as the shadow. So our shadow self, things that we keep hidden away Uh, and so this idea for unleash your dark side came from a few different places Uh, it came from a conversation that I had with my business coach who asked me four questions that sent me into a dark hole (laughs) a spiral one of the questions was what do you keep hidden you know what do you not like about yourself Uh, your dark side that you keep hidden that if you brought it into the light it could actually be a superpower so I thought about that and then I remembered the work of Carl Jung who talks about the shadow side and I'm actually reading a book right now called the dark side of the light chases and it's all about our shadow side our shadow self that we keep hidden this was one place that it came from, you know, I was in the dark hole thinking about these questions. Like, who was I? Who was I really? You know, what, what, like, what was in my shadow side? The other place it came from was a campaign that I saw agent provocateur do. So they are a lingerie brand that I've been wearing their product for nearly a decade uh I love the work that they do I love the storytelling that they do through the brand their product is just pure pleasure and luxury uh and they did a campaign a storytelling campaign last year around this whole idea of unleashing your dark side so I wrote it in my notes and you know, I I knew that I wanted to do something with this idea or this concept. The third place that this started to, I guess, be birthed uh, is from my conversations with women. So, you know, I've been a coach now for 14 years and I've had, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of women. I've had thousands of conversations and, through my work now, I work with women who are mostly between, you know, their mid 30s to mid 40s. Some, you know, are a little bit older into their, you know, 50s and 60s. But the majority of women that I work with, uh, actually a big chunk of them fall into their early 40s. And what I was noticing from conversations that I was having with them, so through my warriors and then through Uh, the warrior discovery calls, was that there was this theme or thread coming through all of these conversations. And this theme was around, who am I? What do I want? What turns me on? Attractiveness, desire, wanting, need, passion. This Longing for this unleashing of their sexual feminine side, you know, and this really gave me the inspiration for the video I did uh, with Cody last year when I was at home. You know, this this perfect balance between health and performance strength and beauty power and passion uh this is what we want we want both we want to be strong but we also want to be graceful and feminine and we for a lot of us we've lost that side of ourselves that sexual side that desire side um, that I believe you know from a biological perspective that's what drives us as humans yeah to to find a mate and to have sex and you know this is why Fifty Shades of Grey (laughs) was a worldwide obsession And all of the women that were reading that were in their, you know, late 30s, 40s, mid 40s. And we were obsessed with the story of this powerful man and this idea of a red room that was full of like passion and desire and it was naughty and it was this, you know, domineering um, relationship and so you know when I was thinking about like what do we want we want this perfect balance and we want to unleash this like dark side of us we we want to be a, we want to feel sexy and wanted and we want desire we want passion we want to have amazing sex And so, you know, then I thought about Fifty Shades of Grey and I thought this is, you know, this is why so many women love it because it touches into our dark side. It touches into our shadow side where we've hidden it for so long because we've taken on the role of the caregiver or the mother or the nice, you know, the nice girl who you know, who shouldn't have this side of herself of wanting to be, you know, tied up and whipped with a leather whip or that's just an example. But, you know, I'm just using Fifty Shades of Grey as an example of, you know, when even when I read it, I was like, yes, like I often think, you know, Carson and I live in this small apartment and, you know, one, I, I, we want to live in a bigger place so I can have a full studio space to record my podcast, but two, I think about the idea of having a red room, of having this room, like, that is for a place of, like, play and pleasure and sexual experience, that is outside of the constructs of our home or our bedroom or takes us to a different world. And the cool thing is, is that through training, through creating a strong, physically capable body, through feeling powerful, that it gets to penetrate into all other areas of our lives. And then we get to play with this idea or try this idea on of developing or unleashing this dark side because we have more confidence. You know, we have confidence in ourselves, uh, what we can do, the way we feel in our body, the way that we look. So then that invites us into this world. Uh, And, you know, Esther Perel, who is – One of the leaders in this space around eroticism and role plays and pleasure and fantasy. You know, if you are interested in that, um, these ideas or concepts, you know, read her work, read her blog, read her books. Her work really changed how I looked at relating and relationships. I've actually just ordered uh, her game so she created this where should we begin a game of stories and she believes like stories are building blocks of relationships so she designed this game this card game to bring out the storyteller in you and it's all around you telling stories to your partner uh, for a connection and so I've just ordered that and I'm so excited to play it with Carson uh, but yeah check her check her workout. she's She's very cool and really knowledgeable in these spaces. So I guess, you know, those three things is really what brought me to this place of wanting to do this photo shoot. Uh, You know, the question John asked me around, like, who am I? And what parts of yourself do you keep hidden? Really sparked this idea of, a reinvention more on a personal level right now than on a business level and I'm still going through that but it got me asking questions about like who am I you know who am I really Uh, outside of the label of being a coach or a trainer or a teacher like who is Amy what does she love what turns her on what does she desire what parts of herself does she keep hidden you know, that she could bring into the light. Uh, and from that, I started to think about these ideas of fantasy and fairy tale and, you know, character. And that's why, you know, I brought Ruby into, uh, into the podcast and got her to talk about this concept or idea of character. Um, and then, you know, pulling from the hundreds of conversations that I've had with women... And listening to them around how I know that you want to feel attractive. I know that you want to feel wanted. I know that you want to have a deep connection with your partner. You want to have hot, amazing sex. You want to put on a piece of clothing and feel so damn good in it. Uh, I know these things. And so this is why I love the training because I believe the training is the way that we get to those desires, those wants. Um, So then pulling in that second piece from the conversations that I've had with you, with all of you, uh, and then rounding it out, I guess, with the the campaign that I saw from Agent Provocateur, I thought, okay, this is something that I want to do. And actually, I would say that there is a fourth piece to this. So, uh, I'm a really big fan of Sex in the City. And there is an episode in Sex in the City where Samantha goes and gets naked photos of herself. Uh, I think she's turning 50 uh, or maybe 45. And she blows it up and puts it on her wall. And then there's this really cool, funny scene where a delivery guy comes to deliver her food. And they're in like the foyer of her apartment. And (laughs) you can see him. He's like side-eyeing the picture. (laughs) Trying not to look, but he can't help himself because here she is uh, like (laughs) big and naked on her wall. And it's, yeah, it's quite a funny scene. But I've held on to that idea around celebrating ourselves celebrating our bodies and it's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time to get a photo shoot done naked uh, or in beautiful lingerie I um you know I love my body I'm proud of my body and for me it's a way to celebrate my body and I want this body of work literally to be on my wall <laughs> uh to show you know a part of me it's also not about just the finished product not just the photo Uh, the whole experience and process for me turns me on so thinking about the idea thinking about the concept you know I I love being in this place of really thinking about what does it mean to unleash your dark side how would that look Uh, how could you express that What would that allow you to do? Um, You know, what does that mean for your relationship? And then, you know, pulling from different sources and inspiration, bringing us back to this idea of exposing myself to other things, to get ideas, to build this out, is the exciting thing. So the inspiration for it, uh, creating the mood board, thinking about how I want it to... to. um, To be created or constructed uh, when I do the photo shoot. Thinking about my character, the outfits. uh, That's been the funnest part of all. You know, I'm not just going to do it naked. I'm going to do it in beautiful lingerie. And I'm also going to do it in a couple of other outfits that, you know, speak to this darker side of me. And so planning it has been so much fun. uh, Talking with the photographer. Uh, Thinking about, you know, how we're going to set up the photo shoot, what we're going to use. So the costumes, uh, the seating, uh, how we're going to shoot it. Um, The plan, I guess, is what, you know, what excites me. And then I get to have the experience. So I truly believe that every woman in her life should experience what it feels like to do a photo shoot. I think it's one of the coolest experiences that we can give ourselves. Um, Planning it, thinking about it, creating your character, your costumes, going to the place, having someone do your hair and makeup, having a photographer take beautiful photos of yourself uh, and, and keeping them, you know, and being able to celebrate that experience and celebrate your body, I think is the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts that, you know, we can give ourselves uh, and it will become a part of Warrior School. You know, the month of March, our theme is Unleash Your Dark Side. And so each month we have a theme or a focus and it's going to be around this topic. And so different teaching calls will be around, you know, building your character or finding confidence in style or how to plan a photo shoot. Uh, And so we're going to talk all about this. And I really am going to invite my warriors to start really exploring this stuff uh, because I know that they want to. (laughs) I've been listening to them in, you know, hundreds of conversations. This is something that we're really curious about. It's something that really excites us. And I feel like sometimes we just need the permission to lean into this work uh, and to do it. And so that's what it's going to, we're going to focus on that in March so this photo shoot is in under under five weeks I think just over four weeks so that means uh, my training's gone up a notch I'm going to train a little bit more now you know it's not to drastically change my body at all Uh, if I wanted to do that I would have had a four-month plan Uh, I it's just something exciting that I want to play with. If I up my training, what could happen? You know, would there be small changes in my body that I that I, you know, that I'd like to see coming into this photo shoot. And it's also, you know, it's motivating having something to work towards. This is why people who, you know, they go into competitions or bodybuilders enter competitions and it's a goal it's something for us to work towards so it's been really fun planning it and now I'm going to train a little bit harder than I normally would push myself a little bit more and yeah if I get some body composition changes from that if I walk in there with a little bit more confidence I think that's super cool Uh, but it's um It's fun, you know, it's fun. It's fun to have a goal, something to work work towards. And this is why I want to bring this idea into Warrior School that, you know, when you come into Warrior School, of course, we're building a foundation. Of course, we're getting energy and strong biofeedback. You know, we're working on the health part first. But when I started to think about this whole idea of performance, for me, I didn't just go to this place of you know, just like performance and training or performance and measuring more data or a performance, you know, stuck on HRV. Uh, sure, all of that stuff is really cool, but, you know, that's not really my jam. When I started to think about this, the whole idea of performance um, or pushing beyond, you know, what's beyond the foundation? You know, what's beyond just the day-to-day relationship? What's the next level? How could we elevate it? I started to think about this idea of unleashing our dark side. What if we trained, yes, for all of those things, for health, for foundations, to learn to train properly, to build more muscle, but what if we also trained to help us unlock this dark side, to help us have more confidence, to show up more powerfully in our relationships, to ask for things that we want, to build red rooms or to do... Uh, naked photo shoots that to me is the performance piece and the really fun piece of of where we can go with this stuff where we can go with the training so I am going to get my hair done before I'm going to get my nails done Uh, I have brought a beautiful set of lingerie last year Uh, I have brought a couple of other pieces of clothing Uh, I'm going to be naked in some of them I'm starting to think about bringing in some props uh to to use within the photo shoot and the whole idea is you know this balance of strength and beauty you know power and passion this contrast between the dark and the light uh so I will um keep you posted on it, and keep you updated on it. Uh, Something really cool that we're going to do is Carson's actually going to come with me on the day and he's going to film behind the scenes. So there will be some secret behind the scenes leaked files that will be available to those that are on my email list. So if you get my emails, uh, you're going to want to stay on it because... There will be some leaked, uncut, behind-the-scenes footage. If you're not on my email list and you want to see it, hop on it. You just have to go to my website and sign up for Warrior Words uh, and that will pop you on my email list. But there's some really cool stuff that I'm going to do with this photo shoot, with this idea, with this concept. Uh, so I'm really excited to share it with you. Okay, Warrior. That's it for today. Thanks for spending the time with me. Thanks for talking about uh, reluctance and resistance and dark sides and photo shoots and everything that we spoke about today. I'm so grateful that you whack me in your ears and we get to spend time together. If you have any questions uh, about anything I spoke about today, let me know. Let me know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram okay warrior woman have a great week in training bye for now